Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Since it's Family Forum Fridays, we'll be talking about something that's been asked or recommended by a Teach Them Diligently family, and we have a special guest joining us today to help us do just that. Anna Simons is a devoted homeschooling mom with a passion for literature, culture, and faith. In this episode, we're going to be diving into the enriching world of books and how they can shape the homeschooling journey. Now, if you're enjoying the Homeschooling Families podcast, will you help us spread the word? Share this podcast with your friends and then leave a review or rating for us. That will help us be discovered by more families around the world as we endeavor to strengthen Christian homeschooling families through this resource. Thanks so much for partnering with us in that way. Now stay tuned. I'll be right back with Anna Simons after a short break. Anna, welcome to the Homeschooling Families podcast. I am so glad you're here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I am too. I'm, I'm glad it's always fun to talk books and and recommendations and just hear hear what other people have discovered. I always learn something new. So I'm excited to get into our conversation. But before we do, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background and really why you're so passionate about books? Oh, yeah, sure. So my name is Anna. I was actually born and raised in Germany. And me and my family just moved over to Florida two years ago. My husband is a Floridian. And one of the main reasons we wanted to come back here and relocate from Germany was actually so we could homeschool our children, which is illegal in Germany, unfortunately, in in a couple of European countries, that's the case. And we really wanted to have that freedom to raise our children here and read lots of good books with them. And so, yes, books have always been a passion of mine. And even before I was married, I started collecting picture books and specifically Christian ones. I've always been very intrigued by parables and allegories and just the Bible as well and good children's Bibles. And so for me, it was just as soon as my daughter was born and actually before she was born, I started collecting and my home library has been growing. I've been very blessed to find lots of good treasures at thrift stores or homeschool sales. And I just love recommending titles that I find enriching and just a blessing to our family. So that's why I started Fill Your House with Books, which is um, on Instagram and Facebook. And I also have a podcast actually um, that I share books on as well as talk things such as family discipleship. And so, yes, that's basically my big passions is, yeah, family discipleship, Jesus, and of course, books. I love that. And it's so hard in this day and age to to actually know what to recommend to your kids. Like there there's so much content. You can't I was talking to somebody just yesterday, even when my kids were younger, we weren't confronted with as much yuck. Like when we went to the library, it wasn't in your face, all this yuck. And yet you guys are really really faced with this and you've got to be so on guard and so careful about what you're allowing your kids to read that having a resource for good recommendations or or things that have been read and approved it's such a big deal yes 
Yes, it's so true. There's all sorts of themes nowadays in children's books that years ago would not have been in there. Several things, sexual content or even just the language. Also, there's just a lower quality of how characters communicate with each other. So I'm always so glad to find older books, sort of rediscover them or also newer books. There's many, many great authors nowadays that publish amazing titles that are not, you know, dumbed down for children, but actually really high literature and high quality. And so that's why I'm so grateful finding great authors and publishers and all of that just gets me excited. Oh, yeah. Well, and you mentioned a, a minute ago as you were introducing yourself about how you've been collecting all of these books. It sounds like you, you've really started building your own home library there. Is that something that you recommend people to do to start really collecting these things so that they're easily on hand? You're able to share, you're able to recommend how did the Lord kind of lead you all to to start collecting like that? Oh, yes. So for me, even before I was married and before I had children myself, I always saw a lot of value in a good children's book. And so whenever I would go to a thrift store or even a Christian bookstore, even over in Germany, I just saw more than that book just for myself. I saw how it would be a treasure in my home and something my children would go back to over and over again and sort of grow up with my children. And so I feel like having a home library is so much more than just collecting something that will stand in the shelf, but it will be something that you can connect with, with your children. And of course, having a whole atmosphere that is really filled with books will also help your children become readers. And so having good books is really crucial, not just having books that's already powerful and very valuable, but what kind of book they have around them in the home is so, so valuable. And so, yes, whenever I see books used or thrifted or also new, of course, whenever there's titles that really are valuable in my eyes and that I see lots of just good content in, then I love adding them to the whole library step by step. And I would encourage anyone. I always love when moms, I, I get messages frequently, moms that are homeschool moms, but maybe their children are still younger and not school age children. And they say, I love your recommendations. I screenshot them or I start collecting now already. And sometimes moms say they're so excited for when their children are older and finally reading these books with them. And I, I love that vision and that passion in moms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as a mom who's way down the road, I've got three that have graduated. And, you know, like I noted a minute ago, my baby's a junior. Those having those books on hand give you just this treasure trove of shared experiences and shared knowledge. And it's also fun because I'm seeing now at this, you know, kind of other end of the spectrum, how when someone will ask me for recommendations, I'm able to go to my kids and say, hey, this is, you know, I went to one of my boys just this weekend. Hey, I've got this this kid at church who's asking or his mom's asking. He's, I think he's 11. What would be a good place? And they're able to take me. Oh, I loved these when I was that age. And so it really, it's so fun to see how they're able now to get engaged in that and passing on good stuff that they loved. Because I don't know what a middle school boy is going to really get excited about. But when I saw Camden get excited just telling me about it. I was like, ooh, that must be a really good one. So it's yeah. kind of fun how books are something that you can just build this whole family culture around really without even recognizing what you're doing. It just becomes so what you read really kind of becomes part of who you are. And it's it's a really cool thing. Yes, it's wonderful. And it's it's sort of like inviting people into your home, people from different countries, people from 
years and years and centuries ago that we could not just really invite into our home. But the book gives us the opportunity to sort of travel alongside them. And especially then reading Christian biographies, like I'm going to share a couple of favorites here in a minute. That's really powerful for me to see, okay, there's believers that I've lived long before I was alive. And that's how they lived out their faith because the Bible is timeless and God's truths are timeless. But of course, I can only see left and right how people live nowadays. And so that's a glimpse that is powerful and reading this alongside your children is very a very personal very precious experience oh absolutely and by far the majority of our listeners their faith is a cornerstone of why they do what they do just up and down the line through their homeschooling through their discipleship through everything and so finding good christian biographies good christian picture books and so on is is such a big deal because we know that these things are going to resonate with the hearts of our children. Can you, you know, you mentioned a second ago that you had some there. What what are some of the Christian biographies that you would recommend to families? Yes. So there's, of course, different ages that might be interested in reading biographies. And so I have a couple of picture books that I want to recommend, picture book biographies. I also have a chapter book series and then some sort of collections of very short biographies. And let me start with one that I feel like is quite known amongst homeschoolers. It's the um, YWAM Publishing Christian Heroes Then and Now series. I don't even know how many they have up to now. I, I would assume up to a hundred probably in the series. Yeah. They're wonderful books and I'm just now starting my endeavor with them because my oldest is eight years old now. So we started or we read the first in the series when my daughter was seven. And I would really recommend that age because it is very, very real and vulnerable. We really learn what missionaries went through or what believers went through. We read the Gladys Aylward one, and it was so precious. We actually read it uh, when we had lunch. So basically, we always had the same time of the day that we would open up the book and travel to China there and see what Gladys was up to. And I can just say it really formed, it was really very, a very precious experience for me and my daughter in particular, who's eight years old now. For her, that was very real. And also, I feel like children relate in a different way when they know this has really happened. I don't know about right. about the children there in the audience, but for, for me, my daughter always asks, is this a true story? Is this not? And she still enjoys fiction, but there's something about it when you study Gladys Aylward and you know this was actually a woman alive and and living here on this earth and living out her Christian faith. So I can wholeheartedly recommend this series of chapter books by um, YWAM Publishing. Yeah, those are great. We, um, we have a number of them on our shelves <laughs> that we pass around quite a bit because they are, they are so good. They're very well written. They're really interesting stories. But what I found when the kids were younger was they were able to relate to people as they read about them so much more purely and deeply, I think, than I did sometimes because I, I you know, I, I was busy and I was I was reading and I wanted to read, but, you know, my mind was busy go doing a bunch of other things at the same time. Whereas with the children, they are fully engaged in the story and the life of, of the one that they're learning about. And so it's a yes. really powerful medium for them. 
Yes, yes. And I would also recommend any parents of teenagers to really hand these books to your children as part of their schooling and let them read them. And adults as well, I feel like a good children's book, I know C.S. Lewis said something along those lines, a good children's book can be enjoyed by children as well as adults. And those definitely are books that are not, oh, that's just for children. No, this is totally valuable for you as an adult as well. So I know the parents will enjoy it as well, the reading aloud experience. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the YWAM, they have different levels of books. They have some hardback ones and some larger paperback ones as well, as I recall. I know that they um, have another series that is a little bit newer. I think it's called Heroes. Um, yeah. Now, like not specifically Christian, but sort of heroes in the U.S. I know that there's a whole new set there. And also they have picture books that are not so well known, I feel like. But yes, they are hardback. And the one about Gladys Elwood, we have that one actually. And it's written in rhyme. So it's basically like a long poem with beautiful illustrations. And it was gorgeous. We read it after the actual paperback or the chapter book biography and that was also gorgeous i can highly recommend them and you can find those used easily i can say so these books are available usually homeschool sales or homeschool moms that are getting rid of books they will have some for sale and that's certainly how i was building my collection yeah yeah well outside of the ywam resources what are some other great biographies or picture books that you have found to share with your kids so there's a very, very wonderful series that is published by the Good Book Company, in case you haven't heard of them. I wasn't so familiar with them until recently. I think they're actually also a newer publishing company. And they have this series called Do Great Things for God. I believe there's about eight picture books in the series now, and they are so well done. So at this point, we have, for instance, there is one on Gladys Aylward, there's Corey Ten Boom, there's Fanny Crosby. And what makes these um, books so unique is that, of course, the story is very well told, and also the illustrations are gorgeous. But also in the back of each book, we find a um, sort of a biography, a short biography of the person. There's even a picture of the actual Gladys Aylward or Corey Ten Boom. So children really see, wow, this actually happened. There's scripture in there too. And so I really fell in love with this series when I first discovered them. Um, they're called Do Great Things for God. And the website actually offers um, like interactive material, like downloads oh. where you can have games or coloring pages. They offer a lot of great things there that you can use in your homeschool. And so yes, check those out for sure. Hold that thought. We will be right back after a short break. The award-winning CSB Explorer Bible for Kids helps kids place God's Word in the middle of God's world. Within its engaging, full-color pages, kids will interact with the people, places, and things of the Bible and God's creation. Fascinating images, illustrations, timelines, and study helps show archaeological evidence, introduce key characters, explain new concepts, and help kids experience the wonder and truth of the Bible. QR codes placed throughout the Bible bring educational videos, discussion questions, and activity pages to life, helping kids apply key truths of the Bible to real-world experiences. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash explorer bible to get your copy now again that's teach them diligently.net forward slash explorer bible yeah I, I didn't i i've heard of the good book company but i'm not familiar with those so i'm gonna have to to look into those that's 
That's awesome. Well, yes, well what them. other what other books or genres do you really recommend for families who are looking to build a library of of really good solid literature? Yes, so certainly history, Christian history is one of my favorite themes in general, also world history, all of that. So I always love finding um, books in those genres. For instance, right now we are actually studying the Middle Ages in my family. And so I love finding picture books and picture book biographies that take us back in time and that allow us to learn about the past. And I also really feel like children never outgrow those picture book biographies if they're well written. For instance, there's one, um, it's not particularly a biography, but there's a book called Locomotive. And it talks about the building of the transcontinental railroad. And it's written in such an engaging way that really me as an adult, I was captivated reading it. So whenever there's a book that's inspired by true events, I like looking at it. And typically you find books that have that don't have dumbed down um, language, but really high language and still beautiful illustrations. And so, yes, those are very valuable, I think. Well, and when you, I think that one of the the real benefits of homeschooling is we're able to give our kids such a deep education. So when they're studying stuff in history or science in kind of textbook, more textbook type format, where we're, you know, most of the way that my kids learn was reading anyway. But when we were able to couple with the textbooky type stuff that we're learning, all of these additional resources that just reinforce the time period or the content in different ways, story form or biography form or whatever, it gives them a really well-rounded, deep understanding of what they're learning, which makes it stick a lot more. Yes, yes, I believe that too. And also talking Christian books in general, Christian picture books, I was really surprised and I'm still surprised whenever I discover a great Christian picture book on topics that I didn't really expect it in. So I wanted to definitely recommend to all your listeners, there are amazing picture books that were written by Christians, by believers about topics such as the baby developing in the womb. So this is a wonderful title here. It's called When You Became You by Brooks Yanton. It's a picture book and it's a wonderful book that just gives you an idea. So to quote a little bit, it says, you used to be an infant. A human infant is a human being. You used to be a toddler. A human toddler is a human being. And so it gives children that understanding, you know, like all that pro-life is about that what the baby in the womb is already a human being. And I find it very inspiring for myself, actually, to read this sort of language that's not necessarily, you know, an article written for adults, but written for children. There's a different perspective oftentimes. And I think it's good when children also, or when home libraries include books that are important topics of the faith and written almost like a story. So it speaks to the children's hearts even differently. Yes. And and that's it's just important that we surround them with good stuff that we we have yep. it readily available whenever we need it. That is that's such a good thing. And as they discover and even, you know, the stuff that's written specifically to them will resonate with them so well. And especially if it's a message that we're wanting to make sure that they get, if someone's already thought about how to package it for a child, that makes our job so much easier, too. Yes, I noticed that, too. The The authors are so passionate about what they're writing. And I really, really, I really am really intrigued by that. There's one book, too, that I, probably you've heard of before by um, 
Janie Ortland. It's called A Child's First Book About Marriage. It's also a picture book, but it's very, very, again, well-written and theology in there. It's full of scripture and still it's written sort of like a story that an adult tells a child about marriage and what God's plan for marriage is and that also people don't always stick to God's plan and what we can do about that or what a biblical marriage is. And this is also a book that I feel like reading something like this, maybe even just once a year that your child has a solid understanding especially with what happens left and right in this field, is very, very powerful. And also along those lines, um, there's a publisher called New Growth Press. Yes. And you might be familiar with them. They have a very famous and very popular devotional called Theology. And they have a whole series on basically our identity in the Lord. And so there's, for instance, one called God Made Boys and Girls, Helping Children Understand the Gift of Gender. So you can you can see that this is powerful stuff oh, right yeah. here especially every sort of there's really picture books aimed at three and four year olds these days that tell you whatever you feel like that's what you are and and that's really breaking my heart and i think it's important that we as believers have literature that helps our children understand this and this author in particular martin makovsky or then also justin holcomb who wrote books in this series like god made babies helping parents answer the baby question things like that it helps our children to be prepared for those fiery darts of the enemy you know that will come their way now even earlier and so, yes, I highly encourage parents checking out these books and just pouring these this information and these truths into their children's hearts. Such good recommendations. And and it is it's so important that we get get ahead of this, that we recognize that our enemy is going to make sure that there is messaging all around our children. If we are not mindful, that will point them in a direction and a worldview and a theology that is very different than what we know to be true and what we want to pass on to them. And so as parents, we're privileged to be the gatekeepers and to to make sure that we are giving them good material that is biblically sound and yeah. that will that will grow their minds, but also strengthen their hearts and reinforce their faith. And it's just it's a great privilege that we are the ones who get to do that. Yes, yes. And it will help them too to be strong when they give testimony, when they share their faith, even amongst other believers, because we know that even in churches or amongst believers or professing Christians, sometimes there's not a solid foundation or an understanding of the things that really matter. And so books can just really be a tool in our hands when we feel like we need to invite somebody into our family, sort of like a mentor speaking. I think that's what a book does. And then, of course, opening up for discussion, too, and letting even our little ones, even the toddlers kind of say, okay, what does that mean, boy, girl? And having them really understand it and almost like narrate it back to us. It's very, very precious. Oh, it is. It is. And it's so good for for actually all members of the family to to learn yes. that way and grow together and share thoughts. And you get so much insight into how your children's minds work too, as you're reading together and then seeing what they're keying on or what they want to talk about or what they want to go deeper in. It's it's there's so many benefits of reading as a family, of having your kids read on their own. But with your kids being young, I imagine you're still in where most of the reading is probably read aloud time where you're reading to them. Is that is that kind of where you guys find yourself right now? 
Yes, so there's lots of picture books, board books, and chapter books too. So when I was a younger mom, I always listened to, and I still love her, the um, Read Aloud Revival podcast by Sarah McKenzie. And that was one thing that really stuck out to me in all of her podcasts was that you should never really stop reading aloud to them because even teenagers will benefit from it. And I feel like it makes so much sense. And honestly, my husband and I love reading aloud to each other as well, which, you know, driving in the car or something like that. It's always a bonding experience. And so, yes, we... We have different times of reading aloud. We we read around the dinner table. We also just have, of course, like fun reading aloud times with the toddler that are not as long maybe, but still they're fun. And so whatever time you can get in there in your day, it's precious. It is. It is. And it's not something that has to end. Like you you noted just then, I I sit on my bed with my my baby who's almost 17 and <laughs> we read still. You know, the others aren't aren't around anymore for me to read aloud with, but I still do with her and we still look forward to it. And That's and we cool. laugh when we get tongue tied and we, you know, we have great conversations and it's it's a wonderful bonding time. It's a time that for us is worth setting everything else out of the way, because that is our time to just sit and cuddle and relate to one another and enjoy the time of reading aloud. And it it just bears so much fruit in so many ways. Yes, yes, it's so precious. And I'm so encouraged whenever I hear moms of teenagers, you know, share stories such as this. So it's very, very encouraging. Oh, absolutely. Well, Anna, we are getting low on time, but I want I want you to share with us where, you know, kind of where you can be found, what your podcast is about, what kind of reading lists and stuff you've got there. Just really, how can you equip our families who are listening in and are going, yes, I want to find these great resources. How do I do it? Thank you so much. So yes, I launched um, Fill Your House with Books on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm in the process of having my own website. I don't have one yet, but you can find me there, exactly that name, Fill Your House with Books. And I launched a podcast, the same name, Fill Your House with Books as well. And so my focus is sharing Christian books for all ages, also for parents. So I do share adult titles as well, but my focus is um, children's literature. I share Christian as well as wholesome titles. So I talk about classics, really the books that we love in our family. I try to give recommendations. Also nonfiction, such as just helpful tools to study history. I also recommend different homeschool curriculum courses, anything such as that. And my big passion really is family discipleship. So I'm very, very passionate about seeing families come together instead of just being out of the home and and just sending children to children's church and then come home and not talk talk with each other. You know what I mean? I think there should be a focus on families actually spending time, of course, still going out and going to the church, but really that parents feel responsible and privileged actually to spend time pouring into their children. And it would just be an organic life that we live with our children, sharing our faith. And I just see books as such a valuable resource. There's so many great devotionals and Bibles and anything really that we can use to help us lead them and disciple them. And so those are really my big my focus and on fill your house with books also just practical advice how to build a home library or where to find good use books all those things i like talking about so yes well sounds great we'll make sure that we link all of those different places in the show notes here so that people can find you easily but thank you so much for joining me for this episode Anna. i really appreciate your time thank you so much for having me it was wonderful talking to you well you're welcome 
To everyone else, thank you guys for joining us too. Remember, by surrounding your family with faith-filled books and, and dedicating the time to read aloud, you're creating an environment where learning, growth, and faith really do flourish. You know, we talk all the time about how the Great Commission begins at home. And as parents, we are privileged with bringing our children to Jesus and giving them a foundation for their faith. And the books that you're reading to and with your children go a long way in reinforcing that mission that you are trying to do. So I encourage you to fill your house with all kinds of good books. If you haven't read it yet, I also encourage you to check out the Heart School book. In that book, I go through what heart-focused, discipleship-focused homeschooling really looks like. And we actually talk about different benchmarks, different ways that you look at your day that shows you the success that you are having that may not fit into checklists that other people have because your goals as a Christian homeschooling parent are probably different than what the goals of a traditional brick and mortar school are. So I encourage you to check into that book today because that's going to also give you a lot of information about how reading aloud can open doors for conversation and relationships and all of these other things. So I will share a link to the book in in the show notes as well, but you can also go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book to get a hold of that today. But I encourage you to check it out. It's a quick read, but I think it'll be encouraging and helpful for you. So I hope that you have a great rest of your day and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more. So check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm-hmm.